Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. Maka and my co-host is our industrious, diligent, precise newsreader, Dave Allen. Our next guest is uh, Georgie Purcell, and Georgie is the Melbourne Northern Metropolitan member. Is that right, Georgie, for the Animal Justice Party? Close. I'm Northern Victoria. <laughs> oh, Northern Victoria. There you go. So my apologies. My apologies. No. Great no to, problem at all. Thanks for having me on, Macker and Dave. Look, it's great to talk to you again. And, and you know, we we like to hear from all sides of the parliament. And I think it's important that our listeners hear from them all. You know, we have the state opposition having a regular spot. And, in fact, James Newbury is uh, joining us next week. Uh, we have the government. We have the crossbenchers. So tell us, Georgie, what's going on in the upper house now? Is there some legislation coming that you think, you know, I mean, it's all important, but, you know, being one of the crossbenchers, your vote actually in government legislation is really important because they don't have the numbers on their own. Yeah, that's correct. There's, we finally have some bills coming through the upper house uh, this coming sitting week, which is great because we had to wait for the assembly to get some to us, given the parliament's just started. Actually, interestingly, the first ever bill that I will be voting on in the upper house, I will be voting against the government. Ooh. We have a uh, we have a bill going through uh, to um, stop the filming inside certain parts of race courses this week, which obviously the Animal Justice Party has a problem with because we think it's an attempt by the industry to try and hide things. So that's one thing that we have coming. Um, I was also very interested, it's not yet uh, reached uh, a legislation point, but to hear this week that uh, the Premier committing to uh, raising the age of criminal responsibility, yes. which is mm. something many on the crossbench have been advocating for for some time now and uh, particularly throughout our election campaign. So I'm really going to be interested to see how that shapes up and what it looks like. Can I ask, Georgie, there's been some recent cases, uh, particularly around greyhounds, and I know I bang on about this a bit, but Racing Victoria, are they the uh, body that, I'll use the term loosely, manage that industry? Or is it greyhound yeah, so we We've got Racing Victoria for uh, Thoroughbred Racing, and then we have Greyhound Racing Victoria for Greyhounds. So they're sort of the governing bodies, and obviously what concerns us about these industries is that they are largely self-regulated by those organisations. Well, I would say, you know, looking at some of the findings they've made recently around cruelty, uh, I actually think they're a disgrace. I think... They're not doing their job. They're not looking after animals. You know, they're protecting an industry that really needs a very, very big clean-up. Um, what's the government view on this? Are they really... Do they realise the state the industry's in or are they looking the other way? 
It's a very good question, and I'm hoping to have a better answer uh, after next week. I'm actually meeting with the Racing Minister for the first time since the Parliament started, and we have a range of issues to take to him in relation to horses and, in particular, greyhounds. Last time I spoke to you, I think five greyhounds had died on Victorian racetracks this year. We're now up to eight. Uh, and the number just continues to rise, I think, every time we speak, which is coming down to about once a fortnight. So it, it goes to show you uh, just how often this happens. The other thing that we've been taking closer interest in is decisions by the Greyhound Racing Tribunal, which is, again, a self-regulated tribunal with uh, industry figures on it that determine outcomes of cases within the Greyhound Racing industry. And just this week, we jumped on and had a look and saw that a uh, a trainer had been penalised because his dog broke uh, their leg in a race and he left it untreated for three days. And the only way that this is currently dealt with is by uh, giving them a fine or banning them from participating in the industry for some time. And we're going to really push the government to consider these as cruelty cases instead rather than just industry-made decisions because... If it was a dog in a backyard, we'd have the RSPCA or the police yeah. intervening, and there shouldn't be a double this double standard. Yeah, because as racing dogs, uh, they're not covered by the RSPCA per se. I mean, obviously the RSPCA can, in some instances, intervene. Look, I, you know, this this really, the industry can do better. I wonder. I know there's a lot of trainers there that actually do do better. But I actually wonder about the people that are in control of this industry, whether they actually give, and I'm not going to use the word, whether they actually care. I don't think they do. If they did, they would yeah. behave differently, seriously. Yeah, you'll hear many in the industry say that they love their animals. And, you, you know, we would like to believe them when they say that, but it seems that they only love them while they're making them money or yeah. while they're doing something for them because yeah. we have just far too many instances of these dogs going missing, being killed, becoming neglected when they're no longer useful or profitable. And that's exactly why, uh, as you know, I've been pushing for a parliamentary inquiry into the greyhound racing industry, and I'm actually bringing that uh, to the fore for debate uh, in Parliament on March 22. So I'm really hoping that that can get up and we can have a deep dive into everything that's going on in the industry from, you know, the uh, lack of regulation around breeding and where the puppies are going to that whole end of life and the mm. lack of tracking and not knowing where dogs are ending up. Who is the racing minister? The racing minister is Anthony Carbine. Oh. Uh, he's only relatively newly in the role. It used to be Martin Pakula, who obviously retired. Out in uh, Ivanhoe, isn't he? You remember for Ivanhoe? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. And we have spoken to him about greyhounds in the past when he took over the portfolio during the term of the last parliament, towards the end of it. And we're really hoping that He's open to bringing about at least some changes. Obviously, we don't like the industry at all, but we're realistic Mm. and acknowledge that it will exist at least for the meantime. Um, But we do have plans. Uh, Our latest strategy every time we meet with the Ministry is we've actually been bringing a greyhound with us. So we'll be bringing a greyhound to that meeting (laughs) for for him to meet, a rescue greyhound from the industry, uh, as we talk to him about those issues. Great. Good idea. Uh, Other legislation? Other legislation on the horizon, Georgie? Um, any alarm bells going or, or stuff that you, you feel quite positive about? 
Yeah, I mean, the other thing that we're, we're still sort of yet to be briefed on the actual legislation that's sort of coming through. Uh, the, the government's obviously busily writing away all of the election commitments. But the other interesting thing to us in the justice space, as well as raising the age of criminal responsibility, is obviously looking at bail reform. Uh, it's, again, something a lot on the crossbench have been pushing for um, and the need to sort of um, fix these uh, issues going on in the justice space to make it, you know, fairer, um, particularly stopping um, locking up young people, Indigenous people, for reasons that they shouldn't be. Um, but again, yet to reach a, um, a legislative point. A lot of the bills that we have going through at the moment are pretty boring and administrative, but I think it's going to get very, very interesting over the next six to 12 months. Yeah. And who do you enjoy... This, I'm putting you on the spot here. Who do you enjoy working with most in the upper house on the cross bench? That well, that's a very good question. <laughs> I have a very <laughs> the cross bench is a very interesting group of people because that's one way to put it. Vast, yeah, despite our vast and differing political views, a lot of people are often shocked to hear that the majority of us actually get along uh, mm. really well behind closed doors. But in terms of a working relationship. I'm really forming a bit of a um, alliance and solidarity with the two legalised cannabis MPs, Rachel yeah. Payne and David Edishank. They're new to the parliament and uh, they have had Fiona Patton, who I'm also uh, close with, assisting them get set up. And we have a lot of the same sort of social views and yeah. they've been very uh, supportive of, uh, of our animal issues. So... That's probably my that's probably my current gauge, but um, you know I chat to everyone. I sit the shooters, fishers, and farmers MP sits behind me, and we don't agree on much, but we'll have a chat to each other. <laughs> Sounds good. I've actually got a yeah. listener listener question, Georgie, if I may. What percentage uh, of those eight those eight dogs that have that have died? Uh, what percentage of that is the ones that are that are registered? Because I know there's a lot that aren't registered. But of yeah, those those so, that are registered to run, what is that eight? What percentage is that? Yeah, so all of them would be registered. They have to be registered to participate in a race. So right. these are solely on track deaths. But it's a really good question because one of our biggest and most significant concerns around the greyhound racing industry is that so many dogs are bred to participate in it, but not all of them actually make it to the point of racing and don't get registered. So we just have no idea. The government has no idea. I don't even think the industry has any idea just how many dogs are being bred and uh, potentially being killed or ending up in really awful situations because they're not registered and therefore are being tracked. We are going to push for whole of life tracking. So from the moment a greyhound is born into the industry, uh, not just until the moment it leaves, but up until where they, where they go in retirement, you know, what home have they gone to um, and where have they ended up because there's just far too many dogs simply disappearing. Mm. And it's the same, you know, situation in so many ways in, uh, you know, in the horse in the horse racing industry as well. So... Um, Absolutely. Good luck with that. It's the exact that. same scenario. Yeah, yeah. We're out of time, unfortunately, Georgie. Thank you. And for our listeners, Georgie is uh, a re is going to be a regular guest, uh, as is uh, Legalised Cannabis and some other crossbench MPs, as well as the Government, Labor 
and the Greens. So thanks for your work, Georgie, and thanks for your time again. It's really appreciated. Thank you so much for having me on. A pleasure. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. 